Hello and welcome to another episode of Pro Wrestling with Max Wilson on a Saturday and also with a new mic that I hope that you can uh, you can see that it's a new mic or hear that it's a new mic. Um, sent me back a pretty penny so I'm hoping that uh, this new mic will uh, start the process of uh, starting to get this podcast to sound a little bit more professional and a little bit more high quality and up to the standard that it needs to be in order for this hopefully to get some sort of uh, success or, you know, I want to do this consistently and I want to make this as good as it can be. So this is the first step to making this sound a little better. You know, I've got got an intro uh, getting sorted out the minute. So hopefully by next week or the week after, I'll have a nice little intro and outro um, sorted. So we're on the road to making this sound good. It's, It's exciting. It's good. So today, as you can tell by the title, I thought I would go through why go through why I myself got into wrestling and you know the build up to me actually starting to pursue uh wrestling myself instead of watching it because obviously as a child big fan and um there came a came to a point where I thought okay I'm just going to start doing this so I thought it would be pretty cool for me you know, it's for me to look back and sort of think about how and why I got into wrestling and why it had such a big impact on my life and why I really wanted to pursue it. So I guess with this we'll start from the very beginning from a very young babyface pudgy chubby little Max. Um, I guess it's the cliche um, I've been watching wrestling for as long as I can remember as I'd imagine most people uh, would say um, but my my earliest memory of pro wrestling is um, of all things this must have been um, 2004 2005 something like that and the memory was Paul London making an entrance making his you know his classic sprint to the ring slide under the ropes onto the middle rope backflip off um, on an episode of Vo- uh, Velocity um, yeah, like I said, back in 2004 or five. So of all things, that is my very first memory. And as a kid, um, seeing something like that for the first time, it made my little brain explode. And I did not know what the hell I just watched. But all I know is I wanted to keep watching and not stop. So from that point on, really, uh, seeing something like that, like I said, crazy. So from that point onward, really, these that's the only thing wrestling is all I ever thought about and all I ever talked about to my parents yes, for Christmas is all I wanted I, you know I demanded all my presents be wrestling related you know I had um my Christmas list were just full of you know the action figures to get I must have had a, a hundred plus every year a, uh, action figures on my list and obviously very sad when I didn't get all all 100 of them um but yeah, I had all the rings, I had all the bells, you know, um, and that that is another little shift, I think, is when I started receiving the uh, the replica belts, where I could actually pretend and, um, you know, replicate what I was seeing on TV, you know, doing all the grand entrances, getting my brother involved, wrestling my brother, <laughs> wrestling for the titles in the back garden, um, honestly, is as a kid things like that that you were just drawn to it and I just could not stop from then obviously I had I had the playstations and xboxes all that so I'd ask for all the wrestling games you know the here comes a pain and all that um 
obviously I wasn't that old, so I don't vividly remember playing those kind of games, but I was more of a uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2006, 2007, 2008, that kind of era, instead of the Here Comes the Pain. That was a little bit early for me, but my brothers all had the, the Here Comes the Pain, so there was times where I'd be playing Here Comes the Pain, but yeah, the SmackDown versus Raw games, the classics, the ones with the best soundtracks, those are the ones that I have fond memories of playing as a, as a kid. I'd also be collecting all the match attacks, you know, all the all the trading cards. I would be, um, you know, collecting all of them, getting all the shinies, getting all the best cards and showing them off to everyone I knew. And I was so proud of my collection. I've still got them. They're still under the bed. I just looked at them and they're a bit bad, but they're still holding on. So in terms of the first time I ever saw a live wrestling show would have been because as children, me and my brothers and my parents, we would all go to Butlins quite regularly. And um, obviously they had all the camp shows at Butlins, all the wrestling shows. So this would be the uh, first experience I ever had. Um, believe it, well, it was all-star wrestling doing their camp shows at the time. Um, I remember walking into the venue, the venue being called Reds, which is a classic. Um the atmosphere in the venue was just unbelievable. There must have been must have been seven, eight hundred people there. Um, the crazy, the way the kids were booing for the bad guy, cheering for the good guy. It just made it feel so real as a kid. Um, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's just the way as a kid wrestling was just on another level. Is crazy. The babyface wrestlers all came out with their British flags, and the uh, the heel wrestlers all came out with either you know the USA flag or they'd also have um I think it was like a skull and bones sort of flag, black you know scary looking flag. Um, they'd all they'd all come out with flags, and as soon as the person came out with a flag, you knew what to do. It was a boo or a cheer, and it was just brilliant. Um, I remember seeing a wrestler by the name of Carl Kramer, who uh, who recently passed away, unfortunately. But I do remember seeing him. Um, I remember when he came out, I was I must have been holding on to my dad for dear life because he is he was at the time just one big scary man. Um, he had the American flag. He had the you know the the deep raspy voice, um, cutting his promo in the middle of the ring. Um, I'd never seen anything like it. A man of that size, you know, all black, a scary, scary guy. And um, against Carl Kramer was, I definitely think it was um, James Mason. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're a wrestler in Britain or England or the UK, you probably know who James Mason is. Um, the the guttural roar that lifted the roof off of uh, Reds um, when he made his entrance after Carl made his entrance was is absolutely crazy um i remember the the aim of the match usually this is usually how it goes when it's a smaller guy versus a big guy it was mason all match trying to get this body slam on carl kramer um you know and the match was like a yo-yo up and down up and down up and down constantly um all of this for the payoff of finally getting carl kramer up for the body slam at the time obviously the whole crowd was thinking there's no way absolutely no way that James Mason is going to be able to body slam Carl Kramer and um, when they got to that point you know the the crescendo when he finally hit that body slam again the roof came off of the place 
And for this moment for me as a child was just monumental. Um, the the screams, the oh my god, the atmosphere in the in the uh, in the venue was just something you just cannot compare it. You literally you cannot compare it. So yeah, that was my first sort of wrestling experience, and you know I'd usually see the um, the wrestling when I went to Butlins, but they they were usually only ever really a two or three show match. Um, so whenever I did see it at Butlins, it was quite a short short match on short shows. So I'd love it, but I would just wish I'd get more. And um, as a kid, I, I thought the only times I was really over going to see wrestling was when I went to Butlins, you know, to see the cam shows, which was mm, usually once a year. So yeah, about one show a year I'd be watching. But um, I remember one day my dad came home with tickets to another All Star show in Truro. This was um, this was in two thousand nine, and Truro was uh, my local city i guess it is a city but it's it's not it is but it's not um yeah basically 30 minutes up the road from me not even that there was going to be a wrestling show not butlins this was 30 minutes up the road from me so i could not believe my luck so when he came over those tickets i lapped it up and i i couldn't have been more excited i remember when we arrived at the venue the place was absolutely packed it was absolutely rammed um I read up online, I think there was um, just over 1,200 people in this one venue, which for, you know, a British show in England, in Cornwall, of all places, like a tiny little county in Cornwall, 1,200 people packed into this one little room, well, it's obviously not little, but this theatre sort of style room, 1,200 people, you can only imagine the atmosphere and the sounds, it was just absolutely brilliant. And the other thing that really struck a chord for me, you know, after we've lined up, we've gone into the atrium, we've got our drinks, we've got our snacks and all that, and we walked in and I see the wrestling ring. I've actually seen up close and personal the wrestling ring and oh my God, the moment I saw that, I just knew that this is what I had to do <laughs> when I grew up. Um, I, remember, uh, I remember going up to it, I remember, you know, touching the ropes and all that, touching the canvas. And for the first time, I was actually physically able to touch the wrestling ring. And um, I remember after touching it, I thought that this must be the most painful thing a person can do because <laughs> this ring was solid. There was absolutely no give to this ring. Um, as a kid, obviously, I thought that this was just crazy. And I also remember to this day, my dad also touching the ring and my granddad. And... Um, they couldn't believe how rock solid the ring was. I remember them muttering to each other. Um, I thought this was fake, <laughs> which was it's just brilliant. Um, so we we get to our seats and we waited with my packet of uh, scampi fries and my coke. And uh, the first match included once again the the guy we mentioned before, James Mason. Uh, but this time he was up against uh, a guy. I'm on. A, I wish I could remember this guy's name. If um, anyone has listened to this, who may know this guy's name. I'm not sure. I'd love to know. Um, but it was a man. He had long brown hair. He had a long beard. He was wearing his trunks. He had uh, he had uh, he had a piece of rope with him and a cowbell attached to it. And um, that's like honestly one of the most scary sights I've ever seen. Obviously, along with Carl Kramer, but this was another level because he was so 
oh my god he's in character and you know he's around threatening kids with his cowbell <laughs> and I, I was up in the uh, up in the top seat so I didn't get any uh, close calls like that but I was on the top but he was to the other kids he was you know screaming at them throwing a the cowbell at them uh, it was so scary I was again holding on to my dad for dear life during the match I remember he would hit Mason with the rope and the the sound, the whipping sound that echoed throughout the uh, the theatre was, oh my god! It just made everybody wince, including my dad and granddad, and my brother was there as well. I remember my dad muttering, "Christ, is is he really hitting him with that?" Because the uh, the sound it made was so believable, and um, my granddad also said the same. And I was adamant he was because it was so believable. The whipping sound it made was intense. Um, yeah, that's one match I remember. And uh, the other match I remember, unfortunately, I only remember, obviously, I was only nine years old, so I only remember two matches, really. Um, this match on the card, uh, it was a face versus face match, which, obviously, as a young kid, I'm so used to um, seeing a face versus heel. You know, the, the, the usual face versus heel match, and the face gets the win, and all of that, which, yeah, at the time... It was just weird to me, but I was still, I was ready to see what was going to happen. Um, the first mess, uh, wrestler to make his entrance was a guy by the name of uh, Robbie Dynamite, which, again, if you're in British wrestling, you would know Robbie Dynamite. Brilliant wrestler. Um, he came out, obviously, bearing the classic British flag. So naturally, we all cheered, we all clapped, we all yay, you know. Obviously, a bit confused as to why the good guy was coming out first, but well, it is what it is. And... I remember, I also remember some people next to me were laughing because he was wearing trunks. Um, I don't know why I remember that, but yeah, they were just laughing at that. Um, after he made his entrance, the next person to enter was a guy named Kid Cool. Again, if you're a British wrestler, you should know Kid Cool. Um, he was known as the fan favourite, and for good reason, as uh, he blew my little mind, the things he was doing in this match. Uh, the match was played out as you know the face versus face but as the match went on Robbie Dynamite started to turn you know slightly and slightly increasingly sort of doing a little bit more heelish stuff a little more bad guy stuff you know it would be uh, the case of uh, you know Kickle and uh, Dynamite they'd be wrestling for a couple minutes and every time Kickle would he would out wrestle Dynamite and obviously making Dynamite gradually more frustrated and um, in the end, he, he did a dirty move to get the upper hand, and the booze that just roared from the building once again was crazy. Um, I couldn't believe myself. You know, a guy carrying the British flag, he's just pulled a dirty move. I just couldn't believe it. Um, in the end, uh, they had a little sequence, and Dynamite got the pinfall, and the whole load of booze came back flooding through. Um, I was. I remember being so disappointed, but then uh, the MC that was wearing a kilt. Um, I don't know why I remember that as well. Um, we got on the microphone and announced that both Dynamite and Kid Cool Shoulders were on the mat at the same time. So therefore, making the match a draw. So I was well happy with that. And obviously, so were the rest of the fans. Um, I've got a ma- uh, the the link to this match. Um, I'll leave it in the bio of the the podcast i would definitely recommend you go watch it um you'll learn so much um about 
you know, um, uh, constantly, you know, up and down, up and down, like the yo-yo sort of effect, which is um, is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'll leave a link to that in the bio. So from then, I'd obviously continue watching it on TV. Um, but that show in 2009, I just mentioned, would, would have been the last live show I seen until around... 2015 I believe um, this was another show in, in Truro uh, this time not not by All Star this was run by a company called Pro Less Implied obviously they were doing a lot of shows around that sort of time if you uh, listen to this and you know my local area or know Pro Wrestling Pride obviously put on a lot of fantastic shows um, but the special thing about this show was um, the fact that there was an American wrestler that I'd been watching on TV for as long as I can remember on WWE, you know, every week by the name of Mr. Anderson. And there's obviously at the time, no way I was going to pass up this opportunity. It was sort of um, quite surreal because this was the first American wrestler from the TV that I'd ever seen. So obviously seeing him live was, it was quite surreal seeing him live. It was brilliant. Um, I think then this show, along with, they did another show in Bodmin, in Cornwall again, which was another, you know, about 45 minutes from my house. Um, that show also had an American guy, The Hurricane. Um, I think seeing these shows really gave me the kick up the ass that I needed to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, go see, see about tr- maybe trying this for myself. Because uh, I don't know what it was, just seeing these live and seeing these American guys and these English guys wrestling these American guys was just crazy. So... It was August 2016, so a year or so after the uh, that live show I just mentioned. I saw an advertisement for a training seminar that was held by PJ Black or Justin Gabriel. Again, in Bodmin, that was um, about 45 minutes up the road for me. So I thought, there's no better time than now. You know, my first ever wrestling training experience was led by Justin Gabriel. And um, I headed up to it and never looked back. It was um, honestly the best decision I've ever made. And I, um, I would not change a thing about it. It was brilliant. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me again. I remember taking my first ever bump. I remember taking the uh, running the ropes. I remember the first bump. It was the classic squat position, hold on to the middle ropes and just let yourself forward to see how you feel. And I remember the first time I did it, I, my neck didn't tuck my chin. So my neck just snapped back and oh my God. At the time I thought, what have I got myself into? Because <laughs> it fucked me up a little bit, but you know, I got over it, had a little bit of a break outside, had a drink, got back in and didn't happen again, thankfully. But um, yeah, that's that's when it started really. That's when I really started to pursue it then, you know. Um, I'll be doing another podcast in the future about the later on journey, but I thought I'd just um, do this little bit, you know, to start from the root, from the bottom, from the beginning, and sort of give you my experience I had with wrestling. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little tidbit. Um, that was pretty cool for me to uh, look back on and think about again, because there's really fond memories I have of uh, wrestling and all that. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's today's episode. Um, just a little insight into how I began, why I pursued um, wrestling as a whole. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it, talking about it, and writing the notes down for it, and you know, 
all of that jazz. Uh, again, next Saturday we'll have another episode. Not quite sure what it's going to be about yet, but we'll think about it during the week. And next Saturday, another episode. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Cheers.